0: Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast where we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording from Sully Baseball Studio in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager, Bob Melvin, and just a line drive from Sunken Diamond, the baseball home of the Stanford Cardinals. I'm here on the West Coast of the United States of America. And I'm probably going to be doing, uh, unless there's a big change in my schedule, it looks like most of my podcasts for the foreseeable future are going to be done here on the West Coast. I'm going to be doing some up here in the Silicon Valley. I'm going to be doing some in Los Angeles County. I'll be doing some in Washington State. All of them, all of them will see your pal Sully at one point or another do a podcast. I'm a West Coast person now, which is a strange thing in a way because in so many ways my identity and how I look at myself and everything is so associated with the East Coast. For those of you who are relatively new voyagers along the River Sully here on this podcast, uh, I'm a native New Englander as was my brother, as are my parents. We all were born in Connecticut. I did most of my growing up in the suburbs of Boston, in a suburb called Weston, Massachusetts, save for two years where we lived overseas. and We came back to Weston, Massachusetts, and then when I was in high school, we moved here to Palo Alto. Many years, 15 years of my life, Beginning of my adult life, right through the birth of my kids, I lived in New York City before moving back to California, where I've lived for the last 11 years, uh, and basically splitting my living between here in the Silicon Valley and Los Angeles County. Now, why am I bringing all that up? I'm bringing that up because I was thinking about the Red Sox, and I was thinking about my fandom. Of the Red Sox. I'm a diehard Boston Red Sox fan. I'm a huge Red Sox fan. I follow them every day. Uh, I, I want to see them win. I want to see them win the World Series again. And I cheer for them. I love Big Poppy, but I love the young. I mean, I love that there's this new batch of young players. It's so much fun to cheer for Mookie Betts. It's so much fun to cheer for Xander Bogarts and Jackie Bradley Jr. and Sandy Leon and, and Ben Attendee. And soon we'll see Mankana when he comes up. And I love the fact that I've been there long enough to remember when Dustin Pedroia was the young whippersnapper and now he's the veteran on the team. And I'm a big Sox fan. I don't think I I have to have my Red Sox fan credentials Question. I've appeared on the HBO documentary Curse of the Bambino and Reverse of Curse of the Bambino. I appeared on uh, Cold Pizza as a Red Sox fan on ESPN2. I was in the documentary Spaceman, a baseball odyssey, and recently in the feature film Spaceman starring Josh Dumel uh, about Bill Lee. I've been a Red Sox fan and I've, I've, I've on shows and everything talking about him. I love, I love the Red Sox. And I, I was really starting to think about something the other day when I was looking at some of the celebration for Big Poppy, and I was thinking about how hard I want them to. You know, I'm rooting for them. How much I want them to to pass, uh, you know, Toronto to get be in first place and all this stuff. And I started thinking, why? Why am I still a Boston Red Sox fan? Seriously, I'm not saying that. Even ironically, or trying to be as a joke. I was really thinking about that. Why am I still a Red Sox fan? It has nothing to do with geography. As I said, I live on the West Coast now. I'm going to live here for the foreseeable future. I love the West Coast. I got news for you. The West Coast is great. I have news for you. As badly as I feel for those members of the Donner Party, I'm glad that the Donner Party pushed over the mountains and, you know, maybe ate a few of their kin and landed us here in the West Coast because it's a great place to live. Now, someone may say it's too soon to make Donner Party references. I disagree. But I love it here. I know we're on a fault line. I know we catch fire every ten minutes. I know that there's a drought. I know that it's so expensive to live here that there are people living in campers in the parking lot of high-tech companies in the Silicon Valley. That's true. Did you know that? I I, I get all those things. I get the things that some people don't like about it. And I get the fact that my roots and my ancestry and my, my extended family and everything can be traced to the East Coast. But I'm not going to move unless, unless I get a great job offer. And, and friends, it has to be great. I mean, I have to be making six figures and that first number can't be a one doing what I'm doing right now and that is podcasting and writing and doing all that stuff that I do but even then I'd say why would I have to move why would I why would I leave the west coast why would I do such a thing I'm not leaving here and I got another thing to tell you especially you people on the east coast who are big baseball fans do you know what it's better out here to be a baseball fan it is it's better to be a baseball fan on the west coast of the United States, than it is to be on the east coast of the United States. Our games start earlier. We have World Series games starting at five o'clock in the afternoon here. You notice that when the when the World Series is played in California, it happens every other year. They play it in San Francisco every other year. Just by on on, you can set your watch to it. Have you noticed those first few innings? It's still daylight. It's not nighttime yet. These games wrap up. Postseason games, which you people complain about on the East Coast, it's midnight, it's one o'clock in the morning. Ah, it's about 10 ish. We're wrapping up. It's you know, even a long extra in the game. Yeah, yeah, I'm get to bed at a reasonable hour. We have playoff games in the morning. You wake up, have your oatmeal have a nice little glass of grapefruit juice, turn on, oh, look at the playoff game has started. It's 10 a.m. It's 10 damn a.m. If there's a day game in the middle of the week, hey, it's 10.30 in the afternoon. Oh, there's a game on. I forgot that that doesn't exist on the East Coast. When we went back there in the summertime, I was there in uh, uh, June. We went to New York City. We went back up to Massachusetts. I tried to do who who owns baseball, man. It exhausted me. My like, God, damn! You know it's ten fifteen at night and a game is just starting. I forgot all about that. It's better here. It's better. You can follow the teams. They're starting at reasonable times. You're not staggering around in, the, in October. You're not staggering around tired. Now, yes, there was a point in my life where I lived on the East Coast and I was single and I was doing. Uh, stand-up comedy shows every night where a game that was a late game was kind of fun. Hey, the show's over. Hey, the game is still going on on the bar. All right, fine. But you are not a young man anymore. You know, there's gray in my beard, and I love it out here. I love the West Coast. Now, I unabashedly in the National League root for the Giants. If you've listened to this podcast, you've heard. You would think I grew up a Giants fan, how hard I cheer for the Giants, and I want to see the Giants do well this year. I also like seeing the A's do well. I wouldn't mind seeing the Dodgers do well. You know, there's enough players on the Dodgers I like, I wouldn't mind seeing them do well. All these are true, true statements. Now, the thing that's strange when I think about all those things that I just said, Why am I still a Red Sox fan? Why am I still clinging to this team? It's not geography. I just made that clear. And it's not the drive. The thing that was kind of the undercurrent of being a Red Sox fan for a long, long time. When I moved out, we moved out in 1987 to California. That was we were coming fresh off of the '86 World Series, and there was a moment there that I could have just said "F this Red Sox team." I'm in California right now, and I could—I'm a Giants fan. That mo- momentarily flashed through my brain, but then I realized, no, 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 no. I have—if I lived through that '86 World Series, I got to stick with this team, because I knew it. It was the—it was the agreement that we all had. That if we stuck with this team, and they wound up winning the World Series, and it would be so much better because we stayed with them through the thick and the thin, through the good times and through the bad times, and that we would be rewarded. And all those years that I lived in New York City, when seeing the Yankees being great and seeing the Mets Make it to the world. So, all this time that was there, you stood by the team because you were, there was this sort of strange promise, this sort of John the Baptist screaming that if it happens, it's going to be better than, it's going to be just better than you imagine. You will be rewarded if you stay with this team. Don't jump ship to another team, stick with it because. The pain you're feeling will make the glory feel better. And man, oh man, that turned out to be the case in 2004. That they won in a way that we didn't even fantasize about. Yankees belong to 3-0 lead with Rivera on the mound? The bloody sock and, and the, the Robert Steele and the Miller single and the poppy home runs, all this stuff. It was something that we, we didn't even dare fantasize about. So it was, it was great. And f- it's funny for me that the two, the lowest point and the highest point were followed by a move from the East Coast to Palo Alto. When the Red Sox were licking their wounds in 1987, we moved to Palo Alto. When the Red Sox were doing their victory lap of the 2004 championship, I moved with my wife and newborn children to Palo Alto. And in both those instances, there was a sense of, "Oh, now, now I'm gonna, now I'm gonna reap the benefits of this fandom. I'm a world champion. I never, I had a, a Red Sox hat that had the World Series logo on it. I wore my Red Sox championship shirt. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take my victory lap." Absolutely. And the notion of seeing the Red Sox continue to be good, making the playoffs several times, and in 2007 they won again. So there was this, you know, you saw a lot of Yankee fans when the Red Sox won in 2004. There was something you saw people were putting up, saying, see you in 2090, it'll take you another 90 years. Nope, won again. And then after a couple of collapses, one collapse in the playoffs in 'o nine, and one collapse and down the stretch in 2011, and then Bobby, the Bobby Valentine fiasco, and their sense of, oh man, this is being a Red Sox fan, this isn't as fun as it used to be. And then came Boston Strong, the marathon that out of nowhere they win another World Series. They've won World Series in two straight decades. I thought I was going to be lowered into the ground in a box and become one with the loam. And never see them win the World Series. Now I've seen them win the World Series three times. I can choose which one was the best, which one was the second best, which one was the third best. I can give them that. I've seen a World Series title and give it the bronze medal in terms of favorite Red Sox years. That's true. So the motivation of staying a Red Sox fan for that great, wonderful moment of seeing the championship. I, we have an air a spare, and one more for good measure. And your pal Sully's not moving back to New England. Nothing against New England, but there's no reason for me to do that. I took my kids and on a great tour of all the places I lived in New England. There was something kind of bittersweet about it because there was part of me thinking, Man, I'm probably never going to see some of these places ever again. For my kids, they're seeing it for the first time. And for me, it's the last. That may sound strange, but that's how I looked at it. Because why would I go back to some of those places? I'm not going to live there. I'm going to live here. I'm going to live here. And if I can't live in California, then I want to live in the Northwest. I'd love to live in the Northwest. My goodness, I fell in love with Oregon. I fell in love with Washington That's one of the reasons why I got my master's from Washington State. I want to have some sort of emotional anchor that ties me to the Northwest. I can't tell you how often I go to Realtor.com and I look at places in the Northwest to live. So it isn't that sense of, oh, we will be rewarded. I've been rewarded. Oh, you got to have that, that New England pride. Why? I have more relatives living in California now than I do in New England. So what's keeping me a Red Sox fan? And I realized, well, it's because certainly your pal Sully has a certain mentality, a certain state of mind that sticks with stuff. Like, I'm not going to quit. Hell, I said on a lark I'm going to do a podcast every single day, and that was, you know— (laughs) <laughs> that was in October of 2012, and I'm still doing it every damn day. So obviously I'm someone who has a little bit of a tough time breaking a promise or a vow. And so I'm like, oh, I'm going to stick to this thing. And I'm sticking to this Red Sox thing through a lot. And it's been a fun year to be a Red Sox fan, quite frankly. They're a good team, and hopefully they can make the playoffs. And you know who knows? I may see them win a fourth World Series title. But if they don't win the World Series this year, it's still going to be it's still a, sort of a fun year to be a Red Sox fan. With the hope that this foundation isn't going to be a one and done team like the 2013 squad, but it's going to have some hope for like, hey, maybe two or three times in the next five years, they'll be legitimate pennant contenders. Who knows? But what's keeping me a Red Sox fan? I think the question is not the best phrase to my part. I think I need to ask a different one, a slightly different one. What would end my Red Sox fandom, or what would make me, this is probably a better way of asking it, what would make me a fan of another team? I can only think of one real thing That would make me end my Red Sox fandom. And that is if they did something that I found to be truly morally abhorrent. I think that if I was more educated in my youth about the Yawkey family, I think I may have adopted another team. The Yawkees were such horrible people. Racist people, people who enabled child rape in their uh, clubhouse. Look it up. Look it up. I'm not making it up. Don't shoot the messenger. It would probably be too much for me to handle to still be a Sox fan if I knew all that growing up. But I didn't. And the Yawkees don't run the place. And it's a wonderful time. The tyranny of the Yawkees, those horrible people. Take Tom Yawkey out of the Hall of Fame. Rename Yawkey uh yawkey way rename that jersey street they're rancid they're terrible if you defend them shut up you have no leg to stand on okay if i found out that they were being truly terrible people not just people that i disagree with politically like kurt schilling i disagree with politically i talked about it we got into an argument on twitter about evolution I don't think of it. disagreeing with someone politically or spiritually or something is not like being, oh, Jose Reyes, Brett Myers, being an abuser, a domestic violence abuser. If they went out of their way, like the Mets did with Jose Reyes, or the Cubs or the Cubs and Yankees did with a Chapman, to bring them in, bring in a domestic abuser. And to sort of be like, ah, yeah, no, so as long as he wins, that would be tough for me to swallow. If the Red Sox had acquired a role as Chapman this year, I'd be focusing all my attention on the Giants. I would. Um, but I, you know, that would really be the only thing that would make me move away from the Red Sox specifically. Now, the question is what would make me move to another team, become a fan of another team? Well, if I became, you know, I rooted for the A's a few years ago because I got to know Sean Doolittle a little bit, who's the tremendous pitcher for the Oakland A's. I consider him to be a friend and rooted hard for the A's because I wanted to see him do well. And whatever team he winds up playing for, if he continues with the A's, which I hope he does or if he goes elsewhere, I'll part of me will always you know cheer that team on. If I become the employee, of a team. Let's say the Giants, the A's, the Padres, some team over here hires me and says, Sully, you are now going to be doing your thing for us. Well, guess what? Then I'll be on that team. I will be part of that. And my affection for that may go further than my memories of being a kid in New England. That's one way to do it. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, Friends, there may be one other way that I would adopt another team. And this may sound sacrilegious, especially to my many friends who are Red Sox fans with me. And know that I am a Red Sox fan through and through. I am a Sox fan, and I am rooting for them hard. And there is no need to question my credentials of being a Boston Red Sox fan. That being said, if that dream that I spoke of earlier in this podcast should come true, then I might find my allegiance elsewhere. Do you know why? Because, friends, there is a region of the country that I long for, the Pacific Northwest. If your pal Sully finds himself permanently in the Pacific Northwest, then I would have to really, really look long and hard in the mirror and think, I may need to either adopt the Mariners or if baseball expands into Portland. Why? For several reasons. I have emotional attachments to the Mariners. I've always rooted for Mariners. Always. They've always been one of my favorite teams. And even before, they brought up my favorite player in baseball, certainly my favorite non-Red Sox player, who was Ken Griffey Jr. Also, if I'm living permanently in the Pacific Northwest, I would want to lay down my roots and feel a pride of that region. I would already have a degree from Washington State University. But wouldn't that regional pride that was such a big part of me becoming a Red Sox fan in my youth lead me to being either a Mariner fan or an expansion Portland fan in my, well, the second half of my life? And the other thing is this. The Red Sox have won it three times. How often have the Mariners won it? Never. In fact... The Mariners are the answer, or the city of Seattle, sorry, is the answer to a trivia question that has stumped several people. What is the only major league city, current major league city, to have never have hosted a World Series game? And I have to phrase it like that. The answer is Seattle. The reason I have to phrase it like that is the franchise that began as the Expos and are currently the Washington Nationals have also never won a pennant But the city of Washington, D.C. hosted three World Series, 24, 25, and 33, when the Washington Senators were there. So the city of Seattle has never seen a World Series. Mariner fans, of which there are many passionate ones, are standing by their team year in and year out with the unmentioned promise that when they finally do win the World Series, it will be worth it. It will be worthwhile to have stood by the team, despite the failures, despite having so many great players over the years, but never winning it. Doesn't that sound familiar? If I were to relocate permanently to the Pacific Northwest, friends, I might have to adopt the Mariners. Why? Why? because of pride, and because of a second chance to experience something that feels wonderful. I know I've experienced it three times, and maybe it would be a second chance in my life to experience that for a first time. Does that make sense? I don't know. Does that make me less of a Red Sox fan? I don't know. All I do know is this: when I'm living in California, or if I'm moving to the Northwest, I'll be doing a baseball podcast every single day. So go to MLBReports.com to see the up-to-date listings of who owns baseball. Go to SolidBaseball.com. Like me on Facebook, Twitter, so iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kalisky This has been the Solid Baseball Daily Podcast, and I am your host. Paul Francis Sullivan, a diehard baseball fan, you can't question that. And you can call me Sully. Seriously, though, if anyone knows anyone in the Northwest, they want to bring your pal Sully aboard, I'll send you my resume.